Let's talk financials with Chris Robinson, the Managing Director of TJM Institutional Services. Chris, good Monday morning. Thanks for sharing part of yours with us. Let's begin with the move up we saw in rates last week. The 30-year, the TYX, up through 3.2%. And, well, it looks like in the overnight session, unrelenting continuation of the pattern we've seen, that trend environment to the upside. It's really starting to weigh on sentiment. Yeah, it is. And I think that, you know, with even with the stocks down, a lot of people thought maybe you would have gotten a you know flight to quality. That's not even really, uh, you know, going through here today. So, yeah, you know, the the... This is going to play out. It may play out a lot faster than people would thought. But you know, look at this morning. You know, that June tenure is still sitting right there at one seventeen twenty. Yeah, I uh, got down to one one seventeen oh eight. Um, it doesn't. If you look at the long term charts and take the thirty thousand foot view, there really isn't a lot of support to the tenure until we get actually to, to out around one fifteen. So, you know, if you're looking for worst case scenario, where will this thing find some support? I'd say you've got to start looking back at old lows, and that's mm. around 115. So um, certainly, you know, this, this the market's working through, um, you know, the rate hike issue. You would have thought that would have happened earlier. It is amazing to me after doing this for 30 years that, you know, it seemed like a revelation to people that they're going to raise rates. They've been talking about raising rates since 2018. Yeah, I kind of, I think of it as sort of like while you're waiting in the uh, checkout line at McDonald's or in the drive-through, everybody's sitting there waiting. And when they pull up to the second window, nobody thinks they should already have their credit card in their hand. I mean, we knew you're about to pay for your food. Why are you sitting there now fumbling through your, uh, you know, wallet and your uh, uh, purse that's in the back seat, sometimes even in the right. trunk I've seen. Hey, real quick, can we just dive back into these charts here? Because we were just looking at yeah. rates to the upside here. The 30 year on the left, the 10 year on the right. I want to point out Chris was talking about 117.08 in the 10 year futures contract. So, oftentimes a little bit confusing, but here's what Chris is talking about futures to the downside means rates to the upside. I've got the longer date of the bonds on the left. And let's just kind of real quick check a look here because Chris, you're talking about in terms of uh, the bigger picture, you said down around 115 as we just kind of zoom out on this chart and uh, get a bigger picture look here. You can see, well, I even have to go further back here again than 10 years. Let's just take a look here. 20 years back down around, well, yes. 115. Here's the last, most recent lows that we saw. Uh, so again, you're going all the way back to levels we haven't seen since spring of 2010. But uh, getting back to, again, rates to the upside. So the 30-year up and through 3.2% last week, the 10-year up to 3.1%. And I just want to point out, here's a look with rates on the top half of the chart, the impact that's had on uh, the indices, the ES coming off 4,800 at least. But, you know, you mentioned this flight to quality kind of, again, betting back to treasuries, you're basically pointing out that the treasuries haven't rallied as we've seen the indices selling off. But that's a pretty good segue into my next question because the dollar has. Maybe that's been the uh, beneficiary of. Yeah, the dollar is, you know, it's it's basically at a new high. That 104 levels is key. And, um, you know, you look at it in comparison. I pulled up the, you know, you look at the Swiss, you look at the yen, um, uh, you know, the dollar is... Uh, uh, certainly leading the way. So, and the euro, right? So that's something, again, you see a lot of, we've talked about that Japanese yen for a while, mm -hmm. you know, that 76 level, key level. Again, you know, it's, it's, I know it's odd, but when we start moving like this, the market starts looking for, okay, where was the old low? Uh, where, where, where can we find some support? And it will move uh, towards that for mm -hmm. better or for worse. Mm -hmm. So that's what, that's what I would advise you to do. You have to look at the long term picture and, you know, the dollar. You know, now that it's poked above 104, I already had somebody email me this weekend saying, well, you know, are we going to go to 120? Well, that's where we were back in 1985, you know. So I don't know that, but I do know that when people get 
uh, worried, they start looking at, okay, where, when was the last time we were here? And that's kind of what you're seeing uh, with these markets this morning. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I say you can't depend on those levels, but you certainly have to be aware that they're there. And they also they can help you make a decision as to, you know, how you want to manage your trade. Um, you know, I don't believe that we're going to just go straight down. I think we're going to have whipsaw moves. There's going to be opportunities here to uh, trade this. You just have to be extremely disciplined. Uh, we're looking at the dollar here right now. Again, we were uh, looking at the weakness in the yen a second ago. Here is also behind some of the strength in the U.S. dollar, that weakness in the euro currency. But, you know, when you talk about European currencies that have come under pressure, whether it's geopolitically uh, uh, due to the geopolitical location in terms of the war on Ukraine, ultimately, Chris, or uh, just, well, I guess in terms of the ECB would really only be the case as far as behind the curve kind of argument the euro suffered but also the british pound the swiss franc have come under pressure as well i mean uh we've seen weakness in in multiple foreign currencies which have been adding to the strength we've seen in the greenback not just that safe haven type tendency but again it being a reflection of that basket of foreign currencies uh the pound the swiss uh factors to consider as well yeah i know this is an odd reference but when i got into the business you know it was late 80s early 90s we still had graphic equalizers that's where you could on your, on your stereo at home, you could adjust where you wanted the levels. And that's what you're seeing in real time here when people are doing these spreads. There are opportunities to do the spread again, um, you know, the dollar, but but you've gotta be very, very careful. Uh, and yeah, what are the big levels to watch? You know, obviously if the, the par level for the British pound is gonna be huge, um, you know, and again, when mar markets start looking for support, they like to go to old lows, they like to go to round numbers. Uh, you see it time and time again. So there's opportunity there. It certainly feels like we're in the middle of it. I don't think we're, you know, not we're going quite finished. But if, again, I think the key to watch is the U.S. dollar, for better or for worse. That is the leader. And um, you're, you know, I, I woke up this morning. The only things that were green were the dollar, um, Malaysian palm oil, and U.S. wheat. <laughs> Everything else was red. Talk to us a little bit about the week ahead in terms of uh, what to watch, because I mentioned a minute ago uh, some of the concerns here in terms of supply chain constraints and how uh, well the impact that's had on earnings. We just heard over the weekend, I think it was uh, China's premier warned of grave job situation. Uh, I mean, ultimately, that's probably not going to help uh, Asia Pacific currencies, I would think. No, and I think I'd, I'd watch that. Yeah, and I'd also watch uh the one you know gets the dollar though it's pegged I mean, that's going to be uh, i think a driver and, and i think also too people are now to the point where okay are we in a correction or is this a bear market in the stock indexes um you know it's not that difficult to figure out where the 20 percent correction is we've already had it in the nasdaq are we going to get it in the dow and the s p uh you know it's basic third grade math anybody can go figure it out if we get to those levels you need to have a plan you've got to remember though for two 22 months you know, the stock market went up 5% a month, you know, and uh, we were overdue for a correction. Uh, it's one way, one person's correction is another person's bear market, but it certainly feels like something's unwinding right now. The market's finally wrapped its head around the fact that the Fed is, they're coming out, you know, more aggressively than people had thought, especially with the quantitative tightening. Hmm. That's really going to be, that's one hmm. thing we've been waiting for for the hmm. last year, because they were talking hawkishly, but they kept uh, buying uh, bonds every month, but that's going to stop. And I think that's what's really driven, you know, this last bump in the 10-year and the 30-year. And, um, you know, again, is it something to be worried about? It depends on your perspective. From 
from my perspective, after doing this for 35 years, it's an opportunity. And two, three, four years down the road, we're going to be reading a book about somebody that, you know, capitalized on this reset. You know, Chris, you bring up a good point. We're looking at a chart here. The ES in the purple line has been rolling over as the Fed taps the brakes. But again, if they start to get a little bit more aggressive about the balance sheet, it could go from tapping the brakes to kind of full on slamming on the brakes here. And I just want to move away from this dollar chart to just point out here the 6S. The Swiss franc is one of those currencies that's come under pressure. We looked at the pound of the upside while you're speaking to some of your points here. But I also just wanted to remind our viewers that if you're unable to access the dollar index futures, that's the forward slash DX on the left. If you don't have access to the ICE products, you just have to dial in the dollar sign DXY. That's going to get you into the index. Here you can see again on the daily time frame, the trend environment we've been seeing. Again, this is the dollar sign DXY. That'll get you the same look at the dollar futures. It's just the index and Take a look here, as Chris was mentioning here, up and through this 104 level, up and through pandemic highs. Chris, appreciate you joining us here. A great look at the financial markets here, breakdowns we head into the week, a few focal points for investors and traders. We're talking the U.S. dollar strength we've seen there and rates ultimately uh, directly related to Chris Robinson, the managing director of TGM Institutional Services. And it's a good look at where things stand in terms of fundamentals.